Welcome to the state finals edition of State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com, click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports, including Bob Stambazzi. This is dressed in the normal dress code of the show. I thought this is a state finals week. I'd give you a glimpse at the goods. You will see this suit. I'm not sure the sweater will make it since I'll be indoors on Saturday. This is the 4A state championship suit that I'll be wearing on Bally Sports Indiana and the IHSAA Champions Network coming up on afternoon. Believe it, Baz, there is a method to the madness. I'm going with the blue suit on Saturday because the teams that I have in that game, Mount Vernon and Northridge, neither of them have in their school colors. Because believe me, if I ever wear the school colors of one team versus another in a Sentinels broadcast, better about it. I kid you not. I, I agree with you. The reason I always wear this because it's the only shirt you gave me. So uh, I, I'm on the totem pole down here when it comes to, to uh, swag. Of course it uh, breaks no, up. All kidding aside, all kidding aside it, it's, it's got to be exciting, smart move with the blue. Uh, but it's got to be exciting going down to Lucas this week because you're going to see, and I hope people get down there to see, if not at least watch you uh, present these games because there are going to be some slobber knockers in every sense of the word. You know, it's amazing, Baz, in that when referencing the 4A state championship game, which is Mount Vernon and Northridge, um, the word slobber knocker was used not by me, but by Mount Vernon head coach Vince Lighty. Um, so there are great stories and matchups in each one of these. And in terms of the state finals, if you follow the Sagarin ratings, we have the top two teams in four of the six classes. In 6A, 5A, 3A, and 1A, we have the top two teams if you go by the computer rankings. Not the case in 4A, not the case in 2A, 2A, I think it's teams one and four, and the top four teams all made the semi-state. A part of that is, is, is some summary bias because of recent results, but you get the point. Again, we should have some very good matchups. Before we go about previewing these, I guess, Baz, just some quick thoughts on, on anything that jumped out to you in terms of the semi-state round. Well, Adam Central, uh, these kids just, uh, God, were they challenged? And this is a no. team you and I spoke about all year long. Uh, was Adam Central and where they were going to go, and and uh, and I think a, a game that jumps out. Uh, if you're from the Northwest, they're still reeling about this. And if you're from down in the metro area, uh, Westfield kind of handled uh, handled uh, a marvel in that semi-state yeah. game a little better than what I thought they would do. I won't say better, a little easier, uh, winning that one, 48 to 19. Those are the two things for me that jumped out. I think maybe one of the best games in the state all weekend was the rebuff Marion game, Mishawaka Marion game. And, and so we had some great semi-state contests, but those those three things really jump out to me uh, from last weekend. Well, let's, let, let me talk about all those. For Adams Central, I thought the one team that could challenge them in the northern half of the bracket was Monroe Central. And they got yeah. tripped up by South Adams in the mud uh, either in week two or week three of the postseason, and and once that happened, it was the two teams that we thought it likely would be all year, yes. Lutheran and Adams Central, and one A, and that's what 
again, if it's not a great game in the semi-state, that means probably going to have a couple, like some good games in the state finals. And we had more of that than not. You alluded to what was thought to be the best game in the state. Maybe Andrean Eastside would be the other. Uh, but yes. that would be Burbuff winning at Mishawaka Marion in terms of 3A and trailing for a good chunk of that game before winning at 17-16 late. Um, the game that I had played out almost exactly as I thought it would, and that was that it was unfortunately a non-competitive game. I had Cathedral in New Albany, and again, it was a great story that New Albany made it to the semi-state round for the first time in program history. They had not won a postseason game in 11 years. They had not won a sectional championship in 19 years. They had not played Cathedral in football in 88 years. Those two schools have been around so long. They played 11 straight years in football from 1923 to 1933. My guess would be some of those some of those trips were by train, uh, you know, for, for those teams to go play each other, you know, back in the 20s and 30s, which is just kind of neat to think about. But in terms of the game itself, it was 45-7 at halftime. It was running clock the entire second half. Um, this Cathedral team is just in a different orbit than virtually any other team in 5A, with one exception, Zionsville. That is, and that is the team they are going to play. So now let's get to Westfield and Merrillville because you and I have, have talked about this topic in terms of Merrillville, in terms of, say, uh, you know, Homestead and Carroll – you know, in the summit, uh, and, I, and I've seen plenty of chatter from kind of the Fort Wayne folks over the last couple of weeks because it was Carroll that was competitive with Westfield until like about the midway part of the third quarter. Um, and then the Merrillville folks were dominant all season long. But it's, again, like New Albany. And, and Merrillville, it was a more competitive game than that. But it's, it's just the difference in playing – 6A football in Indianapolis, there's nothing that replicates it around the state. And even in 5A, Cathedral and Zionsville basically play a 6A schedule, especially Zionsville. Zionsville plays eight 6A teams um, during the course of the regular season. So they literally don't play a 5A team until the postseason hits. Cathedral, this year their schedule was not as tough, but they opened with their first three games – it were, let's see here, Westfield, obviously still playing, Brownsburg, sectional champ, Penn, sectional champ. Uh, to put it in perspective, Cathedral will be playing in their 15th game of the year against Zionsville. They'll be playing an eighth sectional champion in the 15 games that they played. So they mixed in some, some 3A, they mixed in some 5A um, in, in terms of teams they played, but Cathedral is Cathedral. I mean, and we, and we know what to expect from them on a yearly basis. Um, I saw this, I talked to a friend of mine at the state finals meeting yesterday and uh, people can probably figure out who I'm going to talk about. I, I won't give him my name, but he is as connected to statewide football as anybody, especially to Northern Indiana football and to Doonlin athletic conference football. And I could almost feel that he was crestfallen that Merrillville was not more competitive with Westfield. And he sat there and he said, I, I thought if there was any, any team, from Northwest Indiana and the larger classifications that could go downstate and be successful, it would be this Maryville team. And I, and I think he was disappointed that it wasn't a more competitive game. And I'm not sure I've got an answer a, a, as to how to fix that. Um, 
I saw this point via Facebook yesterday from the Indiana High School football fans page that of the 30 teams that competed in 6A this past year, 18 are basically Indianapolis area teams, Indianapolis or suburban area teams. And most of the schools that are outside of that realm that are in 6A, maybe you have a game or two to be able to go play in Indianapolis school. The Fort Wayne schools don't have that option. We've cited Merrillville, played Andran and Penn as their two non-conference games. They probably played in the third or fourth best league in the state in the Doonland Athletic Conference. At some point, from an enrollment standpoint, uh, Zionsville is going to go back to 6A. From a success factor, Cathedral is going to go to 6A. I'm hearing from an enrollment standpoint, whether that classification is this coming year or the next year, that Merrillville will likely go down to 5A. Um, and so at some point, maybe Baz, all of 6A is going to be Indianapolis anyway, with, 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 with a couple of exceptions. But for the folks in Northwest Indiana, Merrillville had a great season. That should not change by what happened uh, against Westfield. But it's also just a recognition of if you're not playing against the Indianapolis schools at the top end of 5A or 6A, you're probably not going to be able to compete for a state championship. Well, there's no argument. We've had that conversation the past couple of years now with the SAC, uh, who they're playing. Now, one exception to the rule has been uh, lures up there. But other than sure. that, uh, if you don't get the bigger, better, faster, and stronger programs, you're going to have issues come tournament time because you're going to end up playing those schools somewhere in tournament play. I would have to agree with you 100%. Sometimes this thing is just going to break down. It's going to come maybe the Indianapolis Metro League. I don't know. But uh, right. there's going to be a formulation down there. You're just going to have your 6A schools. You're going to have two 6A schools to the northeast, a couple 6A schools to the northwest, and then maybe they'll play each other. I don't know. But uh, something's going to get worked out. If I am Homestead and Carroll, I am, going, I am at least trying to petition – the other yeah. members of the Summit Athletic Conference and say, hey, is there a way that we can get a couple of weeks free and have to likely be week one or week two to be able to go play some of the Indianapolis schools? Um, or if, if I can get a, a free week during the, during the regular season, maybe I can pick up a cathedral. Maybe I can pick up a Ron Colley. That at least would give you better preparation for the Noblesville, Westfield, Hamilton Southeastern Fishers teams that you would play at the sectional or regional round. Again, depending on when the reclassification happens, there is, you know, Zionsville is likely heading to 6A sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. uh, and and sp already spent a year at 6A two years ago and won a sectional in 6A before it was the merger of the two Elkhart schools that then bumped Zionsville temporarily back down to 5A, and they've made the state championship game now each of the last two years. Well, when Zionsville comes up, that adds another school into, into the northern half of the bracket that likely sends one of Westfield or Noblesville outside of Hamilton County for a sectional. You know, either Westfield gets sent towards South Bend, you know, with, with Warsaw in that group, mm -hmm. or Noblesville gets sent northeast, you know, to be in with Homestead and Carroll. And so... I think if you're those two schools, you've got to find a way to play the, again, 6A schools from the Indianapolis area. For the Doonlin Athletic Conference schools, again, I, I think you're almost going to see as many of those guys be 5A more than anything else, but they at least have that option in weeks one and weeks two 
where they can try to find someone from the Indy area to go play. And again, years ago, Maryville played Warren Central, I think in week two, if not maybe it's week one, on an every year basis. All right, so we can have that conversation during the offseason. Let's preview state finals. And so we got six games left to go. Baz, let's simply take it game by game. We'll start small and we'll go big. Uh, 1A, Adams Lutheran, Adams Central and Lutheran. What are your thoughts on that game? Uh, lights better, the, the light bill better be paid because that scoreboard's going to go. Uh, <laughs> Luther, Lutheran's going to put some points on the board. And when you look at Adams Central, uh, they're a pretty good football team, as you well know. And, and they run, they hit hard for a small 1A school. But when you look yep. at Luther, I mean, they're, they're, they're quarterback. Uh, this kid accounts uh, for, for, gosh, 4,100 yards. And then you throw in another running back. They got him. This 6,000 yards. I mean, that's where they're looking at. Six, come on. 6,000 yards in the season. Uh, Lutheran is just awfully good. But uh, the only reason I'm bringing up that because I don't have Adam Central stats like you do. But <laughs> I, I, I was I, – I, I, I'm going to go with the, I look at the inner city kids, right? I'm looking at the, the, at the Indianapolis area kids, I'm sorry, uh, with Lutheran. But you know what? I'm going to pick the farm boys from Monroe, Indiana, because these kids are going to get after it. They don't quit. And people are going to be surprised, Greg Rakestraw, on how physical, how physical yeah. Adam Central plays the football game. I think this may be the most competitive game of the weekend. And, I, and again, I don't foresee a lot of blowouts. Maybe one. No. Um, but uh, but I, I, I will go with Lutheran in a close game. And the reason being is that Lutheran was here two years ago against Central Catholic. Right. Now, obviously, different team. But you at least right. have kids that have that state finals experience. For as good as Adam Central has been, it's been a while since they played at Lucas Oil yes. or played in a yep. state championship game because Pioneer was was in their way, you know, for a good chunk of a three or four year stretch. So because Adam Central plays in a good league and played East Side earlier this year, I think East Side is a great prep for playing Lutheran. And Lutheran, yes, plays an Indianapolis schedule. They play a good two-way Indianapolis schedule. The schedule that they have played, the schedule Adam Central have played, not all that different. I think Lutheran will win. I think it'll be a very competitive game. I think likely a one, maybe a two-score game, but I think Lutheran will win that game. In 2A, Andrean and Modern Day, your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to take Andrean right off the bat. I know Modern Day is, is a perennial power getting in and out of Lucas Oil, but uh, my, when you look at Andrean, you have a tendency to look at a lot of lot of points, and and uh, they they have three receivers with over 700 yards receiving their quarterback, uh, just about uh, 2,800 yards throwing. And uh, this team can put some points on the board, but what we have a tendency to forget, they play some awfully good defense up there in the region. Yeah. And I believe the 59ers are just going to come in there, Greg. I do. I think they're going to frustrate the outside edges with modern day with their speed that Andrean's going to bring to the table, going to surprise some people. Then the big boys are going to clean up. And I'm, I'm just going to take Andrean here uh, because I feel the region in this particular matchup, once again, Nothing against Modern Day. They're a great program. They've been there a ton of times, as has Andrean. But I'm going to take Andrean in this bad boy. Andrean has Drake Bowen going to play at the University of Notre Dame. The Irish have a couple of key recruits that are playing in the state finals over the course of the weekend. Both these teams play similar schedules. Again, Modern Day plays a largely 3A, 4A schedule in the Evansville area. 
Um, you know, Andran, I mean, we mentioned the fact that they played Merrillville in a non-conference game. They play a largely 3A, 4A schedule in, in the northwestern part of the state. I think these two teams are, are virtually identical. I will give a slight edge to Andran just because, again, I think they have the best player in the Bowen kid. But do not be surprised if this game absolutely comes down to the wire on Saturday afternoon. In 3A, another matchup I think is going to be really good. Gibson Southern and Brady Allen impressed a lot of people with how they beat Tri-West uh, on Saturday. They were the one game that were, was played on Saturday. Uh, had a big win against Lawrenceburg the week before that. Brebuff, after getting past West Lafayette in week number one, really wasn't challenged again until they had to come from behind and win at Mishawaka Marion on Friday night. This is a matchup that I think after Brebuff got past week number one in West Lafayette, a lot of us kind of pointed to, said, okay, it's going to be Burbuff that's really good on defense against the best quarterback prospect in the state. Bob, who you like in that one? Well, you know, I like the kid that throws the football from Gibson Southern, but I'll tell you what, Burbuff, uh, I don't know. I, I just – I was talking to some people yesterday, some football people yesterday up here, and we were talking about these games, and, and we all kind of agreed. We think we're looking at Burbuff uh, to come in here and get Gibson Southern. They've been in that bright, bright, shining star for a long, long time. And I just believe Pat, and not say Gibson Southern had, I mean, I get it. Sure. But I, I've just got to go with rebuff on this one, Greg. I just do. Purdue fans, this is your game. Joe Strickland headed, headed to the Boilermakers. Brady Allen headed to the Boilermakers. Rebuff in a close one. If it's a high-scoring game, it's Gibson Southern. Um, Rebuff is solid offensively. They're not spectacular. Again, they largely are able to win because of what they do defensively. Um, again, Gibson Southern has played some good teams. I mean, Lawrenceburg really jumps off the page as the best team they have played from this state. The one loss that Gibson Southern has was to a team that was from out of state very early in the year. Um, Rebuff, close game. All right, 4A, and, and I, I will I will cop out on the 4A and 5A predictions I don't want to give predictions on games that I'm on the call of. I'll give you some some nuggets, some facts that I that I can unearth in, in both of them. But I will leave the predictions on this one to Mr. Stambazzi. Mount Vernon and Northridge. Bob, these are two programs that are making the state finals for the first time. And these are two first-year head coaches that are both yes. coaching in this game as well. Uh, and, and Chad Epley, the head coach at, at Northridge, is uh, if they win, it would be in the top five for youngest head coach to win a football state title. He's 27 years of age. Vince Lighty's a little bit different. Vince Vince is my age. He's mid-40s. He's been an assistant coach forever, and his dad won over 200 games and two state titles at Castle, including Vince winning one as a starting quarterback back in 1994. There's some facts for you. Who you like in the matchup? Uh, well, my heart wants me to go with Northridge. But uh, if I was a bad man, I got to go with Mount Vernon. Yeah, I look at Northridge, the God kid is thrown for over a thousand yards. He's rushed for over a thousand yards. He's got three receivers that have caught over 500 yards and passes. But I just don't think you can take away from uh, Mount Vernon, the schedule they play. Uh, Northridge, four losses in there. And if I, if I look at those four losses, who are they against? Well, they're not against that upper tier. And that, that would concern me. But then again, they're playing awfully good football right now going down to that state finals. But I'm still going to pick Mount Vernon to come away in this one. Northridge has some extenuating circumstances. So they have used four quarterbacks this year. 
The young man that is their starter now began the season as a running back. They have had injuries. They've had COVID issues. They've kept playing. So there's a bit of an asterisk behind some of those four losses. The key for Northridge was finding a way to get past Northwood. Northwood drilled them late in the year, and Northridge found a way to get by them. And this 4A bracket has had as many upsets as I can ever remember in one football tournament run. Now, uh, from, a, from a regular season schedule, I'm not sure there's that big of a difference in terms of whom Northridge and Mount Vernon has played. In terms of a postseason schedule, there is a big difference. The, the better teams in 4A this year were all in the southern half of the bracket. Shouldn't say all, but let's say top five or top six. And already Mount Vernon has overcome a couple of, of previous losses in the, in the years gone by in the tournament. In fact, the teams that have beat them the last two years, they beat the last two weeks. They beat Ron Colley in the regional, which stunned a lot of folks, myself included. Um, and that's who beat Mount Vernon last year in the regional. Then in the semi-state, they beat Evansville Memorial, who on the very same field and low field at Evansville at Bossy High School, beat Mount Vernon in the semi-state two years ago. I'm, again, I think Mount Vernon is the favorite. I won't give it an official prediction. Um, both these two teams want to run the football and get downhill. Two very similar-minded programs and two communities. They get to experience this for the first time. And regardless... A first-year head coach is going to win a state championship on Saturday afternoon. Now we get to rematchville. Games we have circled almost for 364 days. Let's start in 5A, Zionsville Cathedral. Bob, simply put, can Zionsville beat Cathedral? Uh, two letters, no. Uh, <laughs> when you said he, <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, this is, as you've discussed all year, Greg, uh, matter of fact, before the season even started, you felt Cathedral just might be the second best team in Indiana. And uh, there's no doubt, nothing has changed my mind in listening to what you've talked about uh, uh, Cathedral throughout the entire season. But you know what? It is going to be a different day. It's going to be championship day. And uh, you can't count out Zionsville. These kids come to play. This is this is a good football program. They got some good yep. wins down there. But I still got to go with Cathedral. Cathedral, nine senior defensive starters, uh, an all-senior offensive line. They are young at quarterback, but Danny O'Neill was a kid that a lot of folks thought might be able to play as a freshman last year. Uh, but Nathan McCahill, a one-year starter, was so good, Danny could never see the field in, in snaps that mattered. Both teams dealing with injuries to their starts. Seth Menser battling through an injury. Colin Price battling through an injury. Both coaches are hopeful those guys can play. But the backup in, in Carson Johnson for uh, Cathedral last week had 233 yards at halftime and didn't play in half number two. Uh, Zionsville had a more competitive game, but make no doubt they were the better team in winning at Michigan City uh, last week on, on, on Friday night. So the fact that Zionsville has played Cathedral last year, I think, helps them. The fact that Zionsville has played HSC, Brownsburg, Westfield, all ranked teams in 6A helps them. I think this is a one-score game. I'll pick Cathedral to win. I think a lot of folks were somewhat surprised that Zionsville hung with Cathedral last year. They ended up winning by 18 to the Irish, but Zionsville kept that a game the entire way. I think this is a one-score game. I really do. 
but I'll give the tip. I'll, I'll give the nod to Cathedral here as well. And again, I'll have that game coming up on Friday night. So finally, 6A. Last year, we talked about Center Grove as historically one of the best teams in the history of Indiana high school football. We should be having the same conversation this year, too, as they are trying to make it 28 consecutive wins. And Baz become the first team in the nine-year history of 6A to go back-to-back and be repeat state champions. You have to go all the way back to Warren Central's four-peat in 2006 to have a school repeat in the largest classification. So, Baz, same style of question. Can Westfield pull the upset? Can Westfield beat Center Grove? Yes. And here's what I think. I, I, here's, here's how I look at this thing. Uh, Westfield comes in 12-1. and 1, Center Grove comes in 13-0. Okay, I get that. But yep. I feel, and Center Grove has played a, a couple tighter games this year, is what you're well aware of. And I think mm-hmm. that Westfield can hang in early. And it's got to be early. They cannot get down by two touchdowns sure. or it's good night, Irene, the slobber knocker walked out. But if Westfield can stay close early, and I'm saying within three to seven, going into halftime, second half, I think Westfield can pull it out. That's just, you know, I have that odd feeling at times, but doing some reading on yep. this, that's just what I truly feel about the, this Westfield team, Greg. I think it's, it's, a, it's a fair point, and Westfield's one loss, Cathedral, 14-0 in yeah. week number one. Again, if you're if you're somebody that believes the Sagarin ratings, I tend to I tend to be that person. Center Grove one, Cathedral two, Westfield three. I, I, again, so this is the matchup we have pointed to for, for a long yes. time. And the same thing I said about Zionsville, I'll say about Westfield. Um, because they have played Center Grove before, I think that goes a long way to helping them. The two competitive games that Center Grove has been in this year, uh, and really you could say three. Week four, Ben Davis was a three-point game with four minutes left to go in the third quarter. Center Grove pulled away and won by 24. Week nine in the slop at Arlington, Center Grove had to come from behind the third quarter, but one going away 23-6 against Cathedral. I had the other competitive game that they had this year. That was the regional against Lawrence North where they won 29-19, but LN had the ball down three in the fourth quarter. And if LN had better special teams, maybe you and I are having a different conversation right now um, yes. about what the 6A state finals looks like. So Center Grove, teams have been competitive with them this year. And I expect Westfield to do the same. I picked Grove to win. But much like Cathedral Zionsville, I think this is a one-score game. Uh, this will not be a coronation for Center Grove, even though I do think They'll become the first team to repeat in the top level in 15 years. Bass, final thoughts before we uh, kick the pigskin around uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. I think we have a great opportunity to see some phenomenal football come this Friday and Saturday. And I hope uh, our listeners and our fans, uh, the school fans, get down there and yep. cheer on the They've already designated one person, Northridge, to turn the lights out as they make the trek south. So get down there. If you can't, watch Greg on television. This is going to be exceptional. This is something very, very special. We only get to go through every year just one time. And to Bob's point, last year you couldn't go to see all six games. You had to have a ticket no. for, and you had to leave and come back in. And, and and you know, from a crowd standpoint, we ended up having about 7,000 per game, which isn't terrible and much better than a lot of other places because we played. Um, but, but this will be the more traditional experience. You can be a neutral fan 
and go and watch three games in a day if you want to. You're able to stick around. They don't have to sweep the stadium out between games. It's a much more usual experience. So we'd love to see it, Lucas Oil. If not, we'll have you covered on the IHSA Champions Network. We will do this one more time. We'll recap all six games next week. Then Baz and I take a break until January when we tip off the Hoops edition of State Champs Indiana Extra Point. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Lawrence Tech. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. For Bob Stambazzi and Kevin behind the scenes, this is Greg Rakestraw, and I'll be back to my usual garb next week on the show. Thanks for watching State Champs Indiana Extra.